Rambo John Jay, born 7647, Bowie, Arizona, of Indian-German descent. It's a hell of a combination. Joined the Army 8664, accepted Special Forces specialization, light weapons. Cross-trained as medic, helicopter language qualified, 59 confirmed kills, two silver stars, four bronze, four purple hearts, distinguished service cross, and the Medal of Honor. Got a round, didn't you? get to win this time? Oh. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello and welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. Episode 587. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. If he's alive, then the war... Wait. <laughs> if he's alive, then the war, I still alive, right? I don't know what the hell I wrote there, Dunaway. I still alive. Oh, hi. This week on Film Sack, we take a break from our rock quarry prison workout and take a shirtless flashback to 1985 thanks to our former boss, HBO Max, soon to be Colonel Max. I don't know. But it takes our hairless, smooth as butter and sweaty as butter body. Wait, are we made out of butter? He takes our butter body and drops it off in Vietnam to revisit the horrors of the war to remind us our country hates us. Reciprocate my love, damn you, or I'll shove this explosive tip arrow right up your coke-stealing hole. That's right, those cokes ain't free of charge. They are free as in freedom, not free as in my love for my country. Anywho, I met a nice lady on my trip. She died, but not before asking me to remember her. And I was like, yeah, I remember you. And then she rolled her eyes and went to sleep. So I took her lucky charm necklace. Well, not so lucky, I suppose. But I took it just the same. I cut off part of her dress and used that for a bandana on the only part of my body that has hair. A mop on my top. And then I got to killing everything. Oh, yeah. I buried her in the mud during monsoon season next to a creek. So I suspect the villagers will be getting a downstream surprise soon enough. Randy, <laughs> do you hear that? I think it's a motorbike from the local village. You know what that means? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Our Vietnamese food is here. Yeah. And for some reason, I am horny. Oh, no. I got Pavlov's pants. <laughs> that motorbike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord. I don't know how you do these. I really don't. <laughs> I worry about you. I do. I worry. I have to analyze it. It's, you know, it's Mm. like uh, the scientists could try, but there's really nothing they'd be able to do. Yeah, there's a future where a room full of doctors try to suss out how you pull these (laughs) off, but I don't know how you're going to do it. I'm really just AI is all I am. Well, with us, secondly, uh, we have uh, Randy. This sure looks like a Friday night episode of the A-Team Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Randy. Did I ever tell y'all about the time I worked as a high-powered government bureaucrat nope. in charge of overseas military operations? No, sir. No, sir. <clears throat> That's a true story. It's true. I was uh, somehow powerful enough to underwrite any sort of military operation I wanted. <laughs> and believe it or not, I could just have men freed from prison. Yep, it's mm. true. Mm. Amazing powers given to me by um some some agency (laughs) you know let's just say the agency i don't really i don't i don't know if i want uh, it's it's all i don't know i i just know (laughs) what i know is that you too are going to be a successful you know 
bureaucrat. <laughs> as long as you follow my three rules. Number one, chew cigars. I mean, that's it. That's the whole rule. Chew cigars. Number two, wear those bureaucrat clothes. <laughs> you know, even when you're in a militarized bunker ordering around commandos, you, you know the clothes. The clothes I'm talking about are the ones where uh, no matter where you are in Southeast Asia, there's a dry cleaner right down the street. Right. Number three. Never bring along more than one actual currently serving military officer and never let that be a man with a higher rank than Colonel, mm. uh, Lieutenant Colonel, if possible. You can't push around a Brigadier General mm. and you're going to need that officer to give whatever Dukes of Hazard hijinks you're pulling in the jungle, <laughs> the veneer of respectability in the end. The difference between a rogue commando stabbing you in the face with a his name knife and merely gifting you the his name knife by stabbing it into the desk next to your face is going to be that officer's sway over the commando. Uh, all that man wants is love. He just wants love. It's so beautiful. There's nothing you can know that isn't known. There's nothing you can see that isn't shown. There's nowhere you can be that isn't where you're meant to be. I love you, Rambo. Oh, man. <laughs> I love you, Rambo Knight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All you need is love, Rambo. All you need is love, Rambo. Uh, all you need it. That no, doesn't work. Reading Rambo. Wait Reading Rambo. Reading oh, my Rambo. gosh. Dang it. That's a better uh, alternate title than I could have thought of. <laughs> I'm going to write that down and then give it a credit later. That was fantastic. Uh, with us finally, Brian, he soaked in a pig diarrhea. Oh, sorry. Oh. He, he soaked in pig Ooh. diarrhea for a very long time Ooh. once to Ibit. That was such an intricate trench system. Yeah, All right. Anyway, yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Rambo number two. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not playing. I Son of a doing, bitch. Though. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. No, I got it. I'm just going to close it and reopen it. That's what happened last time. Okay. I could have you guys just do an acapella, but uh, be this is so much more fun. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, uh -huh. And here we go. Yeah, we're getting All right. There. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rambo number two. Uh-huh. Ah, here we go. Uh, you guys hear that? Yeah, got it. Yes. Hear it. All right. Good. Uh, you got, you know, four seconds left on the intro, and then I can start singing. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Bet you didn't think your boy Rambo could count that high. Off uh -oh. to Vietnam to save some prisoners of war. Troutman found me breaking rocks, but I really don't want to take pictures. Don't want to bust them out. Shoot my gun in the air. Proceed to shout. Sharpen my knife. While the old mile nips, quiver full of arrows with explosive tips. Coming for you, Murdoch, you're gonna be a witness. But first, I gotta find a 24 hour fitness. Copter guy, Cobra guy, but he's really just a bozo. I wanna <laughs> kick him in the dojo. If you got a mission, I'm sendable. And my freedom is dependable. For only Troutman, I'm amenable. When I'm being tortured, I'm bendable. My methods are often questionable. But for POWs, I'm dependable. If I get slashed, I'm mendable. But I'll never be expendable. Nice. <laughs> nice. You need to post the lyrics somewhere. Yeah. Also, I got a question. Yeah. I have a technical question. Yes. How do you? Uh, what, uh, what, uh, oh my gosh! How do you know what song to do? 
Like, I, w- I need to know more about the process here. I'm blown away by that. Because like, Rambo number it. two sounds like Mambo number five. Oh, exactly. Mambo was, Rambo? Okay. That was, that was yeah, exactly yeah. where it came from. Like, we're just, oh, what am I going to do for Rambo number two? And then it hit me. Oh, Rambo number, number two. I love that. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Well yeah, I'll, done. Post, I'll, I'll give you the lyrics. You can put them on the uh, Patreon. Yes. How's that? Yeah, yes. let's do it. Let's do it. For real, let's do yeah. that. All yeah. right, patrons, yeah. you're getting something cool this week. Uh, something cool is what you're going to get. We're talking about something pretty cool. At least I thought it was in 85. Do I still think that? Well, you'll find out shortly when we talk about Rambo First Blood Part 2, which Scott Fletcher will explain in more detail. Rambo First Blood Part 2. Rambo returns to the jungles of Vietnam on a mission to infiltrate an enemy base camp and rescue the American POWs still held captive there. That's true. That's that's exactly yeah, the plot. That's what happens? Yeah. The POWs. The POWs. POWs. Yeah. Uh, stands for uh, the the prisoners of war, and uh, he does he does exactly what he promises. Boy, one of them has real bad teeth. We'll get into that later. Anyway, <laughs> one of them they all had yeah, like they the all had pretty bad paint teeth. on their teeth. Yeah. I didn't understand yeah. that. Too. They went all in on that. Way. They were like, hey, they've been trapped there. I mean, 85. So they've been there for 15 plus years. Yeah, uh, that's that's what felt weird. At first, I was like, am I looking at this wrong? Did this Was this supposed to have happened earlier or something? Because they've been there for quite some time and moving they, them around for years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, they, they like those getting fed okay. None of them look like... Uh, you they, think? None I of them mean, look they look pretty, pretty freaking blow them and they'd fall over kind well, of i mean next to next to rambut but yeah i mean come on well, yeah they didn't look can too we, sickly you're right can, look- can we please start at the beginning though yeah like, i do it. i'm really like i i felt like the beginning of this movie was so different than i was expecting hmm. in what way i don't know, the, I don't know what i was expecting but i was not expecting these grandiose shots of uh what turns out to be mexico but like is come like on. is right. like the american west Mm. and uh stallone is in prison right he's Mm -hmm. in a prison camp Mm -hmm. where he got sent because you know he was responsible for quite a few deaths deaths like that yeah yeah Yeah, that was hardcore and and like it starts with this shot of this rock face and it gets blown up like yeah. all of these explosives go Tri-Star off. TriStar presents explosion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the camera, the shot must it must have been up on a tower. The this camera shot pans down to the men working in this prison camp. Right. And I was just like, my mouth was wide open. And I was sitting up thinking, you only get one chance for this shot. Mm-hmm. You yeah. get one yeah. take, yeah. and that's it ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, it was it was Beautiful. all. It was all like, right, but the but see, this is you're already getting to one of my problems. And uh, aside from the last quarter of the film, which is the only, honestly, the only quarter of the film I really remember because I saw this yeah. when I was, yeah, you know, that was the 15. most action packed part. Yeah, yeah, it was. I think that stuff holds up and is actually real good. Um, the, yeah. it's an amazing end to to the film. But I think the first uh, three quarters of the film are maybe half. I'll say just to give it more credit than that. But the first half felt like an A-team episode. The music, it the way it was directed, did. the way it was filmed. We're like, meeting in some warehouse behind some boxes or something. <laughs> Everything's in a warehouse. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Right. right. And, and I don't, the whole thing was the yeah. whole thing was filmed in Mexico, and they have to, you know, they have to make do in a lot of cases. You know, yeah. like the that when you go outside and you look at the airstrip, like it's always shot from one particular angle, so you can't see. Uh, you know, the rest of the Mexican world around it. And yeah, it's, I thought that was okay. That didn't, Oh, it was fine. The scenery, it's not scenery is not the problem. It's just, it's the cinematography. The cinematography felt like TV. The sound work definitely felt like television. 
the music Jerry was Goldsmith. Oh, oh man, the music in particular. I'll just you know what I'll do this early. <laughs> I'm going to give you guys some music uh, from right. here. It is. This sounds like the A Team to me. Well, I mean, they were, this is yeah, what you, I feel like you actually picked some of the better music from the movie to try to make your point. Like the yeah. very, very beginning, the first bar of music is bad. It's like awful. It was a bit more like this. I found yeah. that interesting right. trying to nail down what instruments were used at the very top of that. It felt discordant. I kind of liked it. It's like blue man group banging on PVC. Yeah. Pipe or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? Now it's better. It's better in my head. It was. So it, it begins. Was, it, was, it begins it, bad, and it ends terribly bad. Oh yeah, the music. I, thought it, was, I yeah. thought it was kind of an interesting experiment. It felt very experimental in a movie that shouldn't be experimental, but it felt like how do we transition our world traveling through music? Because they essentially do the world traveling through music. You know, they didn't pop out and go, "Oh, look, here's a you know a, like Indiana Jones style." map where we got the plane flying across we 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 transitioned from one location to the next basically through music because most of the scenery wasn't getting it there so it kind of started off with this this weird almost industrial kind of weirdness and then it kind of migrated into some asian type music yeah. uh towards the end so i mean was it great no but was it kind of an interesting experiment kind of i mean it's jerry goldsmith it once went, again our, our most went, easily our most sacked uh uh, composer, right? It's gotta Storm, be, yeah. Yeah, right, gotta yeah. be that. It went from it went from this weird uh, things that I couldn't recognize, this discordant, and then it went into like a military kind of thing, and then it went into like this, like I said, this Asian type of. This is our vibe. This hmm. is our twenty ninth Jerry Gold. Twenty ninth. Oh, wow, that makes um, him. Le- he's leader, right? He has to be. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah. some of them are pretty good, like uh, scores. Some of them. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I feel Hell like yeah. this movie, this movie Jerry was Smith's like. They can't all be winners. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> but like we we've got like in this list, we've got Alien, we've got Air Force One, we've got the Omen. These are all great scores. Yeah, not um, not to mention this, you know, all the trek we we simul watched and you know yeah. him being in charge of TNG music and all that. Like and, it's definitely his, his, his and it's his signature sound when he's not doing full orchestration. And that's when I don't that's when Jerry Goldsmith and I don't see eye to eye. What you just played from the middle of the movie was orchestrated. Yeah, it was and was I thought it was real good. It was okay. Not this not that other one I played though. This this piece of garbage here. That's terrible. I that is not I orchestrated. I kind of found it I kind of found it interesting because it, it made me wanted to dig deeper, but only from the point of I love movie music and I wanted to know more. Not from the wow, that's cool. No, mm-hmm. it was more like that's fascinating. What is that? Yeah, odd. it is. It's an odd. Yeah, but that doesn't choice. put you into the film. You know, if you're sitting there thinking about wow, how did they make it? This? Actually, did you're drag me deeper about... into the. It actually drag me really? deeper into the film. Oddly, okay. oddly, it was working for me. I don't I know think, why. I, I mean, came, it's kind of an obvious thing, but uh, you know, music is a score is supposed to just enhance what you're seeing, not distract you from it. Yeah, right. That's Even a good if point. it just. Even if it just uh, uh, sets the tone, it should do it in a way that's not like, hey, we're in uh, part of Asia. Dun, 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 dun. You know, here's yeah. all the, the instruments you use in Asia. Yeah. There, I, there was, I, I think I was having trouble getting into the movie anyway because a lot of the visuals, the music actually drug me in further because the visuals were very like set pieces. A lot of things like the, 
the close up place, the close up shots and stuff. It all felt like sets and it, you know, the rain. Oh my God, the rain machines were horrible mm-hmm. because yeah. they were pouring rain <laughs> just on the actors. And, yeah, it's like, do they right. have a rain cloud over them? Mm-hmm. And so it, okay. it was a lot of visual things that were going Which on. Which mm-hmm. I, I wrote down several times. I like, I'm like underlining and sticking my pencil into the paper <laughs> over and over. Does this movie and I'm, and I'm coming for you, formerly director that I love George yep. Cosmatos. I'm coming for you. What were you thinking shooting in midday sunlight and then yeah. darkening every oh, outdoor yeah. shot? Yeah. Oh, is Why? that what they did? I didn't know they did that. I couldn't. Oh, I, I, I thought it looked another funky, movie just recently. I, that did that. Of, what was that? Yeah, uh, what was a lot the of darkening? The film yeah. was annoyingly dark. The what was the one it. we saw where it was the? It was daylight, literally. Well, and, I know we were yeah. talking about. I mean, that's a they did this technique, but in, in a much, I think, a much more interesting way in Fury Road. This that may have been the last right. time we talked about it, but all those nighttime shots were actually daytime shots, and we've gotten right a lot yeah, better. Been when we talked years. about it, or might have been. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember though if it was a film. We probably talked thing. about it during Couch Party when we watched that because it does seem like it was about that that amount of time ago. Yeah, that one worked for me because of the weird blue hue to everything, and I don't right. know. There's something about it I like, but I don't normally yeah. like that. I guess I didn't notice it here, but be, but again, I felt like I was watching network television 1985 quality bum, ba-dum, stuff ba-dum. until, <laughs> like I said, until the final quarter. Then I went, oh right. This is amazing. This is all good here. This I don't I don't dislike any of this business when he really goes off. It's after she dies, he gets her little good luck charm, which Dunaway mentioned is not very much good luck if you die while you're wearing it. Um, and uh, from then on, when it's a revenge movie, oh man, it's great. Yeah, the revenge yeah. movie is where it, where where Rambo yeah. excels, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. I've you only want, taken so much. Yeah, I want but, I want an hour and a half of him like. He's in the mud. Oh, look, there's his eyes. And now he's uh, under yeah. the water. And this time he's, uh, you know, isn't down that in the three? pit of rocks. Yeah, <laughs> isn't exactly. that part three? Isn't that what they do in part three? Seems Don't like spoil it. Mind. I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. My bad. My this bad. is my first Apologies. viewing of, uh, of two. Yeah. This is only oh, my great. second Rambo film. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, unless you count uh, Hot Shots part two, which I think is a very <laughs> you good. You can count it. It's a very good Rambo film. You can't look up Rambo part two without that Charlie Sheen cover box. Charlie Sheen totally. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's impossible yes. not to. Are, are, did you? So, oh wow, that I didn't know this was your first viewing. Had you seen? I thought first more p- about UHF, uh, where oh, yeah. Yankovic's Rampo yeah. parody in that than that I did about Hot though. Shots Part. Two. Did you see but, the yeah, first? Sorry, ahead, did you see First Blood back in the day, or just uh, not where, back in the day? First time I saw no. it was with you guys. Oh uh, wow, for, for Film Sack. That, yeah. that blows my mind. It was it was like back in the eighties. I said, you know, someday there's going to be this thing called <laughs> podcasting, and I'm going to uh, do a, a film show with with uh, three other guys. And this yeah. movie will be perfect for it. So I'm not going to see it now. I'm going to yeah. wait yeah, 25 years. I can wait. We all have these, wait. right? We all have this, like, uh, everyone in the world felt like I saw a thing that we missed for some reason. And yeah. and this is yours. But it's it's interesting because do you, so with those, see, I'm, I'm fascinated by that. Because as a 15-year-old, I was losing my mind about how great this was. I thought, too, was amazing. My parents, <laughs> this was forbidden. I went and saw it with friends and told my parents I was seeing some rated PG thing. I went and saw this instead. <laughs> So I've got There's all this something. like baggage about that time and and then so so seeing it <clears throat> now I'm seeing it through those eyes a little bit and you're seeing yeah. it through hey it's an old movie I've never seen here we right. go 
You were, you were 15, kind of. Scott? How old were you uh, at this time? About 15 as well? or Yeah. 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 Scott and I are only like two months. Uh, oh, interesting. Even, maybe even one month apart. Something He's like that. July 1969. I'm August 1969. Yeah. Nice. So we'd 69 have been, dudes? Yeah. You're 69 yeah. dudes. Nice. We'd have been 15, almost 16 nice. at the time but this there was, was going on. There was also a thing where uh, people that I knew and and talked to regularly in school but maybe didn't like so much raved about this movie and that kind of yeah, turned yeah. me off from seeing yeah. it because uh, it's yeah. like all right it was that's kind not, of a jock toxic not, masculinity it that was, I was. <laughs> the opposite of the 80s effect right because the 80s was all about the rise of the moral majority and and whenever yeah. you were told from some uh, authority figure in some church that you shouldn't uh, go see something that made you want to <laughs> <laughs> right yeah not always, fascinating though, yeah. you know we had talked earlier pre-show uh we talked about james cameron being involved with this one of the things that Cameron wanted to include in the story was that rambo needed to have a companion and that companion was a techie geeky kind of guy and uh stallone was like i don't think so and that is the absolute right choice to go with because yeah. this film uh, uh, was rated R, so it was more appropriate for the 15 to 18-year-old crowd as opposed to if you had like a quirky sidekick, it would probably be more yeah. like a 13-year-old. Yeah. Stallone, Stallone yeah. insisted on PG-13. the character being given the literal code name Lone Wolf. Like, yes. Like, like that's oh, yeah. you, It's a totally different character if you give him a sidekick. And that was, by the way, that sidekick ever, was – oh, go ahead. Oh, as you say, it's the only time you ever hear that name, right? Is just when uh, the the Russian leader guy is reading the transcript and saying, "Oh, right. funny names, Lone Wolf." <laughs> I think he said that at the end too, when he's on his, on his way back in with the helicopter. Oh, he, right. I love right. the whole okay. idea yeah. that it's like, "Oh, y'all won't come pick me up in the helicopter. We can go get a helicopter, <laughs> and I'll fly these POWs out myself. I'm fly this janky ass, <laughs> yeah, uh, this yeah. freaking mash helicopter back to the thing." But here's the here's the deal with that. Um, he he did it's the right move cameron was wrong i believe to to want to have the geeky dude with him but what i like about that trivia is that they were eyeing and it looked like it was gonna go down but they were eyeing um uh john travolta for the role of the geeky sidekick and part of me just wants to see what that was i don't need it now you know i don't i don't want it to be in this timeline that we all live in but I'd like to just oh, for a second I like that idea just and branch out timeline Rambo. Yeah, I want to I want to yeah. go on to that timeline. Just watch the movie, see what they did with him and then come back, yeah. you know, because yeah. they did give him they compromised. Right. They gave him this. We're using a short way <laughs> they gave him, they gave him co. Find way back now. Oh, man. They end, he up, end up giving him co instead, who was the the. The lady who pa- that, that got killed, essentially his motivator. Oh yeah. Oh, by the way, do you want to you want some trivia about her that drove me crazy? Because she okay, so she's fine in this. Um, Bro- but, broken English. I th- does she speak proper English? I was trying. Well, to that's what I wanted to share like with you. So I thought her broken. broken English was pretty bad, and I and it felt almost offensive the way it was yeah, being almost, portrayed. Uh, yeah, kind almost of, offensive, yeah. right on the corner. So I went and found this. This is what she really sounds like. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me on oh, your show. Wow. Oh yeah. So, according to what I've, I've read, you went from model to Shakespeare to Rambo. I mean, that, that's quite a progression. Can you walk us through that? God, she's, uh, she sounds you like know, a dude. I, I, was, uh, <laughs> I was well known in Hawaii as a model um, because it's a very small island, and there were only a few of us girls that were working regularly. So, as you can see, yeah, yeah. she doesn't sound like 
She's no. that. She sounds like and there was no Karen sense. in front of me at the Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. there was it was there was no sense in having her do the broken English thing. I this, no. there was just no there was no point in it. Yeah, I would have preferred just an accent, like an actual Vietnam accent from someone who is native to the country of Vietnam. Right. That, that I would have preferred because it just would have felt more authentic. This felt like, oh, she's clearly not Vietnamese. Vietnamese. Yeah, I mean, because her broken English she's, felt she's Singaporean. Feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. She's Singaporean. She's born in Singapore. She grows up in England and yeah. then goes to college on Oahu. That's a lot, man. That's a lot of not Southeast Asian. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. So she just like, sounds like us and it's fine. You know, this happened all the time, especially back then. And uh, I just, it just took me out a little bit because I just felt like she didn't feel as authentic to the role as she could have. Yeah. Yeah. She's I kept fine. Trying otherwise, they're trying to do it to make us like make, make her feel vulnerable or something. I couldn't understand why they tried to have had the broken English either. Couldn't, I don't know. Maybe. Couldn't quite place it. I don't it. know. At least I they think... didn't go so far you know, as far as like a short round kind of right. right. That would have just gone. I think short rounds less offensive. I think I do too, because <laughs> short round, because that guy sounds like so that. Hilarious. Yeah. Plus it's he so sounds hilarious. like short it. round. Like he, he yeah. listened to his golden globes acceptance. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, talking well, like short round. Actually. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. It's not like, <laughs> The, All right, we need you to sound more, <laughs> no, more. Our, uh, our impressions, yeah. we, the impressions we did of short round were yeah. offensive, but yeah. his actual impression was it was pretty good. Yeah, it was not bad. Yeah. Um, what I enough. wrote down was Julia Nixon is too pretty for this part, and they shot her, her pretty, pretty as well. Like yeah. they really went out of their way to get these beauty shots of her where her hair is perfect. And she's been yeah. walking through the jungle and like sleeping outside and her hair is perfect. And she's looking just past the camera with those eyes. And like uh, the whole first half of the movie, I'm going, they're going to kill this woman. There's Ooh. no doubt in my mind that the oh, script yeah. is going to kill this woman. I didn't know it was going to be the trope of the kiss of death, but yeah. here if it you comes. Didn't, mm, if you yeah. didn't know, all you have to do is read the description of the film. It says in it that she dies. And I'm like, thanks. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, thanks. Description. <laughs> you go to Google. If you That's Google Rambo. Like, yeah, it's right a, there. Uh, it's like one of the first results. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, well, another another main trope in this movie is one man army, hmm, and yeah. right on. I mean, he is definitely a one man army. He is, <laughs> he is yeah, comparable yeah. to John Wick or Jackie Chan or Jet Li or whatever. But uh, no, uh, uh-uh, uh, this character of Ko, she is the reason that he actually makes it through his uh, yeah, imprisonment. Yeah. She right, is a serious commando. Like mm-hmm. she, she, she yeah. does, she does things that he couldn't do, you know, and then yeah. she got bullshit shot. Right. That was crap. I was like, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was good, but it set up nicely. The revenge for the guy getting the explosive arrow where he wasted one explosive arrow on one guy. And that's the most iconic thing from the movie. If we were, if you were it to is. point at a thing and go, what do you remember about <laughs> Rambo or part two? You'd go, Oh yeah. That guy getting shot with an explosive arrow at slow motion yeah. with all that the distance from the, from the uh, yeah. waterfall. Ooh, and I, it's the thing I think that gets parody like that, that, you know, I brought up the weird Al Yankovic parody, but that's totally what, where it comes from is that specific scene where, yeah. uh, Over you know, top. It's the random, oh, you know, sh- shouts that he does, and then the, then the shooting yeah, for, guy. And I can't remember whether it's whether it's uh, Hot Shots Part Two or UHF, where 
he shoots the guy with an explosive arrow and then they look back and all all are left are his boots with the smoke the smoldering yes. stuff coming yes. out of it i couldn't tell you which thing that's from but it's from one of those it's two one things. of those i yeah. i think it's from yeah. from uh part due because i'd seen that and i have not seen vhs and i remember seeing that I just want to or UHF. Sorry. Oh yeah. I yeah, argue this, this point so, so bad. I've never seen oh, that. God. Everyone always talks about. It. I've never really? seen that movie. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. yeah. We gotta you, we gotta watch that. Not yeah. for this yeah. though. No, no. Not for film sack. You don't. Think? Not for film Ray, sack. Rand, you were being argumentative. Yeah, yes. Please, please yes. Continue. Because for for my money, <laughs> the most memorable thing from this movie has to be Rambo going to war against an empty room filled with boxes and computers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I that, completely forgot about it, but yes, it was quite the scene. I yeah, loved it. it was good. <laughs> Especially because the very next scene, he's pinning down Murdoch about to stab him and say, you know those other POWs out there? Find them. Well, yeah. we might have been able to had you not shot so our compact. Yeah, uh, all our shit. Exactly. Written, I, I wonder if that was written in the original <laughs> script is like his final aggravation because if the original script called for this John Travolta techie type, yeah. and I suppose he must have died as well. Would oh. he come back and then be really pissed off? You killed my friend. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. But the thing is, like, that's the entire, like, whatever internet of the 85 era is right there in that room. And he destroyed it all. Yeah. And then, and then demanded to go find them, like, start over and go find them. That's, yeah. that's and a then, weird thing. And then poor man's Ronnie Cox is eating his sandwich. What's going on out there? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Poor Brian man's Cox. Ronnie Cox. <laughs> I think it's Brian Cox is what I meant to say. My bad. That's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, or, or, or Brian Dennehy. Like this guy. Oh, Brian Dennehy. Maybe yeah, that's where I'm Brian going Dennehy. to. Brian Dennehy. Yeah, Brian Dennehy. That's what I was thinking is, of. Is this guy in the first movie? Like they, they don't change this character there much. There it is. Yeah, right? Brian Dennehy. Like yeah. Dennehy in the oh, first movie right. is a sheriff, right? Like, Brian so Dennehy is. Differences. Mm-hmm. Brian Dennehy is fantastic now. I don't know if you've seen him in his older man age but he was in first blood that's why i kept getting this confused yeah. i kept thinking he was in this one i was thinking that brian denny was in this one it was, it was in the first but then he died didn't he yeah i think he did uh, I think both- yeah he died he did die in 2020 yeah brown die as well i know that there was something like the two guys from fx or maybe not maybe uh oh i don't know but krenna uh, the guy here died as Richard well Krenna, yeah. yeah yeah that was a long time ago i think but uh, again, another movie we need to add to the list is uh, FX with uh, the two Brian's. Oh, yeah. See, so that's a good one. I do remember that movie that I remember FX two being hideous or whatever the sequel was. Right. But yeah, can we boy, can we talk about Richard Crenna a minute? Sure. Why not? Sure. Uh, I think yeah, he's yeah. I, I think he's so good as this character. <laughs> I, I just think he's so he, he's so right. It's like he's really he sticks to observing for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, like he's. He's an officer and he is uh, still a little bit out of his depth, but overall he's used to being in charge. And so he just has to, he has to sort of stand to the side and, you know, be the, he's kind of like the eagle eyes of the country. Right. And I just yeah. thought he like, wants- this guy really pulls it off. Richard mm-hmm. Krenna gets it. He, he always, he did well in the first one as well as this one. He really he really does embody that. Oh, these are tough choices. I want right. to do. Yeah. I want to do conflict, right, but man, oh. totally. He shows conflict on his face, like nobody else in this film. Just really, yeah. really, you know, like oh, I, I, I report to this guy, but also I care about Rambo, and I want to make sure he's safe and comes back alive. And yeah, he's the re- he's the reluctant hero, right? He's like oh. In the moment, kind of, I don't know yeah. if I can step up and be like Rambo, but Rambo's, the Rambo's blunt, inspired yeah. me. Rambo's the blunt instrument, and he's mm-hmm. the conscience 
of the yeah. right. of what all this is about and and that's important i think you could never have him go south or else you ruin the whole series like <laughs> who is right. who is martin cove then Martin Cove oh, he's is just, uh, he's just extra. He's just so what, what, is, extra what, is, what is his role? Is, yeah, he drives a helicopter and looks like a dick. That's his deal. Yeah, and, and grabs so his belt. Like, is that that's just such a Martin Cove thing, right? Standing really with is. your thumbs in your belt because he does yeah. that as uh, as Crease or is it John Crease? Is that the character's John name? Kreese, I think that's right. Yeah, right. yeah. That's and that right. was just the year prior. Like he's having a moment here where he's he's yeah. getting all kinds of secondary evil guy roles, and that's yeah. all he, he looks plays. Like he had served in in Nam, right? Or that's, sure, that's he kind of does. Yeah, sure. Like, it's oh. that, this is right age. It's I think that it's, haircut that looks like, you know, if you shaved it right, he could, yeah. uh, it, it, there'd be a level. Like you could put a level on there and it would look just fine. <laughs> I'd like to believe that if, if Stallone could have gone forward in time and watched Predator, which came out three years later, right. he, he would have uh, made more of those guys standing around those other commandos. They're not, they're not currently serving, right? They were, the, those guys are very interesting to us, but this was before that really became a big deal where you have, you I know, think, I think, so, I think after mm. watching this, I was kind of like, Oh, I think predators might've taken some of these, you know, some of these types of, uh, shots and cuts. I'm not sure. Cause I, I, I couldn't quite figure it out, but a lot of it did feel a little bit like predator. And I love the scene where, where Stallone, uh, wait, was he, he took one of the POWs and they said, you got to go back and get others. And he says, I'll be back. And I'm like, <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah nice, nice job nice job buddy <clears throat> you could tell he probably probably pulled that out i didn't know this but i was reading some some like old old trivia deep deep rabbit hole stuff about him and schwarzenegger those guys did not get along at first they were rivals ah, they were pissed oh, absolutely and they were like always trying, trying to outdo to each other the same space right yeah kind of yeah. and now they're like you know best pals hang out all the time yeah. uh, business deals and stuff and whatnot but uh but at the time, I think there was probably a real competition there. Maybe sometimes that Absolutely. breeds good friendships later on. I don't know. I think it does Maybe. because you're, you're like I said, you both got basically the same goal. I love their, I love their places though. I don't, they don't see it. Na- they didn't see it then, but you know, uh, Stallone was really good at playing the flawed, broken hero, and Schwarzenegger was really good at just playing the, you know, just put together type hero and you needed both of those for the different stories that everybody was telling yeah did, did anybody else shiver when stallone says he's expendable the first time yeah i did yeah. I love oh, it the yeah. first time the 12 yeah. times they said it in this film yeah, I but the it. first time i was just like wow i you don't often see a movie uh where the inception of a whole other movie <laughs> I mean, yeah. comes along like 25 yeah. years <laughs> in advance you know? yeah that was pretty wild <laughs> i thought right. um i capped it so we'll hear it again at some point but um there is some scrutiny i have i'd like to get this out of the way scrutiny. trivia says despite its anti-government stance president ronald reagan president of the time was a huge fan of the film now he may have been how does anyone on IMDb know this shit? There's no citation. Yeah. How would you know that? Uh, I don't yeah. think, and I don't necessarily think that uh, Rambo is anti-government. I think he's anti-government corruption, right? Mm-hmm. I don't. So I, yeah, I the whole point is he loves his country. He yeah. doesn't love what, how we do shit sometimes. That's it. He doesn't right. mind. He doesn't yeah. mind taking orders and following through what you know the government says. But he just doesn't want to be stabbed in the back. He no, wants- he has my attitude toward it. But the yeah. accord to my country. I love my country. I love coming from here. I love everything yeah. about being an American. Except sometimes we're really shitty at shit, 
and it's okay yeah. to call it out. Like I like that about you this. Call it out. Clearly, you hate the Constitution. See, this is this is what I this is why I think it was important that he pushed Cameron so hard on that point because yeah. had it yeah. been just rah rah, nothing's wrong with this us. Needed to be somewhat about that because we were we talked about pre-show again. We were talking about how uh, you know we were coming into the '80s and we hadn't really talked a lot about Vietnam. Uh, during the seventies, because it was so it was no the, mo- the movies are the only place you could. It felt like yeah, you yeah. know you get platoon and freaking you know this to some degree and other things like sure those things came up, but it was always art having to talk about it. It felt like yeah yeah, and uh, you know like, I thought, I, I thought I, it was good because he treated if I was a, a veteran of the Vietnam War and I went and saw this first of you'd be like oh come on that's not how that works at all but then you'd also be like you would also see that really sappy ending that a lot of people give this movie crap for where you know he's talking about loving his country and stuff I mean there's probably a good bit of those people that were like you know what this is actually kind of how I felt about that I'm not saying I'm not putting words in people's mouths I'm just saying there's probably a lot of vets that he probably felt like that. yeah he probably was talked a lot of Sloan talked to these, a lot of these guys so I think he probably knew yeah, I think so. I think it meant something yeah. to him. And and even whether it did or didn't, it, it the the when I'm happiest about my country is when we acknowledge that we're not perfect and that's all this yeah. was. And it was good. It was good for me as a kid to see that in during a time which was all just it's a new day in America. It's like F off. Is it really? Because because <laughs> is it, you know, I want it to be but really is it a new day for everybody? Yeah. It's a new yeah. it's a breakfast time morning for an American. It's like <laughs> shut up. <laughs> All new Ford F one, like a rock. Bro. Anyway, I didn't understand that. I, I was good. Uh, you guys keep mentioning uh, a, a particular person, but I want to. I want to talk about how this uh, script was uh, originally written by Kevin Jare. Um, right. The Ke- the Kevin Jare parts of what we end up seeing are very evident, and or. Is it George Cosmatos, the director? <laughs> Guess what? George Cosmatos directed and Kevin Jari wrote Tombstone. Oh, oh okay. Hey. Oh, well, I'll, I'll be Huckleberry. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Why didn't that movie feel like an A-Team episode then? What happened there? Because they got better at their craft. Okay. Like everybody mm-hmm. involved got, you know, they got better equipment, better technology, better understanding of what they're supposed to do. They all evolved. We can build it. Yeah. yeah. And people will come. Um, yeah. But then at the same time, George Cosmatos was a short-lived, very, very large man, Um, did not want to, like, did not want to have, uh, you know, a lot of, like, uh, stressful work, right? He, Mm -hmm. he, uh, he was, he was from Italy, but lived most of his life in America, making a very small number of films, and then retired to Canada, uh, (laughs) like, you know, after, after his, like, half dozen movies, he was done. Mm. And, uh, like, but that includes this and tombstone. And, uh, I, I would like to now revisit Cobra cause maybe Cobra's oh, a we pretty good movie. Cobra. Well, I want to watch uh, Cobra. No. So bad. We, I, I always feel like we've done Cobra. I guess we haven't, we have not. We did over the top, but not the Cobra. I think right. Cobra got pulled. I've never seen Cobra or stop or my mom will shoot, uh, which oh, Brian. feels I like enjoy Cobra. <laughs> sister film. Yeah. <laughs> right. We should watch back to back. No, for real Cobra Cobra. I've only seen once and it was yeah. so long ago. I have no idea how it'll hold up, but I, I remember oh, thinking trash. Once again, yeah. once again, Cobra is a screenplay by Sylvester Stallone. Again, I feel like I want to in my life, see everything he ever wrote. Like he I'd, just, 
I like how he gives character gives like words to yes. characters. Hmm. I love how he gives words to characters, and I love how he's really good at manipulating some part of me that it just works every time. Like even while I was watching this Rambo and everything that was going wrong, that I'm like, oh, that's cheese, that's crap, that's cheese. Still, something in me was like rah rah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your yeah, younger it, man, your young I love eighties action guy was not to be held back. You know, right? I think it's something more than that. I think it's something. It's something deep down that he just gets it. And like with Rocky, when you're watching, I don't think it had to be from the eighties as a you know a thirteen year old pulling for Rocky. I think it could be any age and go like, yeah. I think Rocky is, yeah. you know, representing a country. I think even other places like like yeah rocky mm-hmm. we saw rocky we, even the russians like yeah oh that was in the movie <laughs> but still <laughs> they might have liked it i don't know Who, who's to say they probably loved it speaking of uh, russians i like the russian bad dude in this i thought he was uh yeah thought the he was main, the cool. main dude yeah yeah i, I like how they're brought right. up to date and said no needs to be bad guys in this guy Let's make some. Let's bring some Russians in. Oh yeah, always bring the yeah. Russians in. If it's the eighties, they got to be the ones yeah. in charge now. Uh, I didn't know this, but Dolph Lundgren was signed as the Russian lieutenant. Nice. He was going to be that oh, guy, oh, oh. and uh, the guy that gave it to was Stephen Burkhoff. But the reason that it happened, or the reason he didn't do it, Stallone. It says here the way it's worded is weird. He says Stallone realized <laughs> that it was the same man who was going to be in Rocky Five that same year, so they paid off the contract. So so Lundgren got paid. He just wasn't in it right too bad that's even better that's even better <laughs> wait <laughs> right? wait yeah i'm gonna be in the movie right right <laughs> plus you didn't have to go sit in that 120 degree me mexico up. weather they worked in and all that like he avoided yeah. the whole mess and it's funny i thought looking at the mountains in the background i thought oh well it's that same set of mountains they used for mash in california just uh uh north of like ventura Randy, you probably right. know better than I do where this stuff is located, but it's like you drive by those mountains and go, "Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's the four hundred seven seventh is tucked somewhere in there." Oh no, that's yeah, that's between the valley and Malibu. That's out in the in yeah. the in the hills that's as you right, yeah. as you drive through those canyons going down to Malibu. Uh, yeah. I I don't know exactly where, but you can you can look it up and and go actually see the like the the, the yeah. Don't they still they they actually even still have the uh, that that stand with all the arrows pointing to san francisco and seoul and probably <laughs> oh, yeah, i think it's out yeah. there plus a couple yeah. of jeeps stunt jeeps that were all burned Something up like that yeah i still yeah. have uh some signs like that that i made at boy scout camp i oh. was uh i was teaching a, a leather working class at boy scout camp and i had like a lot of time on my hands and i made signs that were very very much like that match thing only mm-hmm. i i was going from memory <laughs> so, so I, but I still have that. I have that packed away in my garage because I, I have, I put it up on the tent yeah. <laughs> in, at Boy Scout camp. Oh signs. my gosh. I would love to hear you do it. Can you do a leather working class instruction now? Can you give us a short one? Tell us how to get that done. Oh, it's so, it's Scott. Scott is so boring. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure little ball's about three simple steps. Yeah. Really. Three simple yeah, steps. You take right, a right, scrap right. of leather. This is my three simple steps to leather. You take a scrap <laughs> of leather. You, you put, pick where you're going to put the stamp and then you hammer the stamp. Yep. That's <laughs> Just it. Just like Ooh. Saturday night at my house. That's yeah. right. Ah. Hammer that stamp, baby. <laughs> um, before we get too far away from it, I want to ask you guys, did you know that there is a new cut of Rocky four? No, did you know there's a new no. edited version of Rocky four, a cut. Why? What, yeah, what, so, what, to what end? So, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, Sylvester Stallone was home, home by himself. 
and he watched Rocky four and was like, I don't like how this is edited. I don't like the story it tells. And I know there's other better stuff. And so he sat down and spent weeks and weeks, uh, recutting the movie and, you know, getting original footage and having people like punch up some of the, some of the visuals and so on. And it's, right. it's called the Rocky X Drago cut. Huh. Really? Seriously. Uh, and, and it came out like it's, you can watch this. You can like, I don't know, rent it on Amazon or something. The Rocky X Drago cut. So this is a thing I, that exists and I could see it. Yeah. I could see it with my eyes. <laughs> that blows my mind. Yeah, I didn't I know about this. hear it with my ears. <laughs> what? I feel like it's something I should have heard about. That's wild. Didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. If you go on, on Apple TV and spend $4, there is a thing that, that is called Rocky for Rocky versus Drago. And it says it's from 2021, but it's just Sylvester Stallone's director's cut. Like he decided mm. to redirect the movie. Kind of want to see it. And I do too. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Very, very much. Should we sack it? I mean, sure we could. <laughs> Are we asking questions? Yeah. Uh, wait, uh, did we, already, we already sacked Rocky four, but I'm already like, I don't really remember sacking Rocky Four. I, I, I mean, I remember that we did it, but I don't remember anything about it. I just remember uh, uh, Creed and uh, and Rocky dancing in the water and, and at the beach. Isn't that the same one? Is that um, a different one? Is that three? Uh, three? Three? Yeah, it might be three. That might be three. Yeah, because Drago in the ocean waves. Does yeah. Drago remember? Ki- well, spoiler: Drago Drago kills Creed. Creed. What? Which, uh, yeah, somebody should warn. Purpose. Somebody should warn. Too hard, right? Someone warn Michael B. Jordan. It's coming. You know, right. yeah. at yeah, some right. point, a giant Russian is going to destroy him. He will break him. <laughs> well, didn't didn't Creed two deal with Drago's son or something? Oh, well, it wouldn't have been his son though, because he's supposed to be. Oh no, he is Creed's son. You're right. Duh. Yeah. I, in my head, I'm thinking Creed is about. I was, Creed t- I was growing up. just talking about. I'm like, I haven't seen Creed. Did I miss something? Not, I'm sorry, not Creed. Uh, uh, Drago's son. Does no, it, you're right. Uh, you're totally yeah, right. Son, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I had it. I had now it. My, got- yeah freaking jonathan majors in yet another movie this summer and uh gonna be killing it as that the guy creed three yeah and isn't michael b jordan directing this time i think, I think he is so, probably yeah i think those movies are good they're real All good right, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little more about whether or not the first time we ever sack a movie twice is because there's a completely different director's cut because <laughs> yeah. i'm very very interested yeah yeah i'm very curious <laughs> about that yeah, what? Yeah, we're not yeah, gonna yeah. do it with daredevil damn it oh shoot <laughs> well that see so there's something about the mystique of knowing he secretly made a recut yeah, during a pandemic yeah. there's something about that that's yeah. interesting and scott and i were talking about uh about director's cuts earlier this week mm. where are we what were we talking about i don't remember very interesting what was it what were we talking about i don't remember <laughs> So you you tweeted, uh, was this the the most film that was ever added to a director's cut about something? Oh, I was making a joke. So the joke is, um, I can't wait. Here was the joke. I said, I can't wait for the director's cut of Batgirl because the rumor is it has over 90 minutes of unused material. <laughs> nice. Because the, the whole, because because the whole movie show. got, yeah, got canceled. Oh. See? So yeah, so that, I went, that I went and looked up a bunch of <laughs> director's cut in, in information. Like I was just looking up trivia on director's cuts. And once upon a time in America is the reigning champion of hmm. adding time in a director's cut. It's not uh, uh, it, like empire like, of the sun or T2 or, something like that. I, I, so I would have thought the I, credits would go to that. Um, 
Am, uh, I'm, I'm not. not I don't have. What's, I don't have. Scott, what's the one that you really like? That where the original version is garbage, but the director's cut. Oh, of uh, Kingdom of Heaven. Not Empire. Kingdom of Heaven. There we go. Oh, Kingdom it's so good. Of the Son of Heaven. Yeah, <laughs> Kingdom of Heaven. This is good. Nothing. Thank you for the opportunity for a moment to speak about one of the sure. greatest uh, director's cuts of all time, and Ridley Scott, known for good director's cuts. Right? It's not the first time he's been around that yeah. that wagon, but. But uh, the theatrical release of Kingdom of Heaven, terrible. Historical drama about the Crusades. A horrible, horrible version in the theaters. Director's cut, really long, like almost four hours. But hot damn, is that a better... It's so good. It's so much better. Transcends it. Uh, Anyway, there you go. I'm done talking about that again. So good. So I I found my notes. What I I looked up uh, led me to believe that the longest... The most time ever added to a movie in a director's cut was Once Upon a Time in America. It added 130 minutes. It's a whole other movie. Yeah. It, the the wow. movie went, the theatrical release was two hours and 19 minutes long. The director's cut was four hours and 29 had, minutes long. I had the double VHS set of that. Really? Yeah. You yeah. still have it? It was fantastic. Um, uh, no, I don't, actually. So, <laughs> I don't know what happened to that. Oh, yeah, so, what's funny to me is that Sergio Leone died after making this director's cut, right? And so yeah. this director's cut just li- lingers for like 20 years, and nobody is is willing to say, this is not a good idea. like Because he's, he's, he's a titan of filmmaking, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, eventually, enough time passes that the film foundation got their hands on once upon a time in America. And they're like, we're just going to trim this down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It was, four, it was four hours and 29 minutes long. Like I that's like, it might be the only of the Westerns that he's famous for that I haven't seen. And I don't know why I've not seen it. This has what De Niro in it. It's, it's like set in the twenties or something. I, I, what is once upon a time in America? Is that the one that I'm thinking of? Yeah. It uh, has De Niro yeah. and, and James it's, Woods and Joe Pesci, but I would not call it a Western. Oh, I it was a Western. I've never watched, even though I had the two autobiographical or something, or is that, no, that's a different one. Is that like a Italians are killing the Irish or some weird thing? I don't know. <laughs> I need to see it. I mean, it's, that would fit, right? It's, it's on a, brand it's a, for, it's yeah, about, yeah. It's about <laughs> prohibition gang wars in new york city okay so it might jam completely i would love to see, i don't know why i've never seen that just never got around to it and that was also like 84 right right around this time i think yeah yeah once upon a time in america is a uh, like a very very highly respected movie i I, I don't i don't know that i want to watch it like it's like gangs of new york or uh, the irishman i'm like uh I love those movies. Just, yeah. I'm tired already. Yeah, but you've got you just said two movies I love, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. I like The Irishman. I know people think it's too long. I don't. It's long enough. <laughs> God's like The Irishman. I've I done do. my time. I do. I on love these, it. On all these movies, I've done my time. I watched them. The well, time. and you only need to I watch them once, movie. right? I've seen Goodfellas like six times, seven times, something like that. That never gets old. I could watch Goodfellas today. That's one of them. I think it's a perfect film, but I, you know, I don't want to watch The Irishman once a week. It's no, too long. God, I don't even want to watch The Irishman a second time. Yeah, once I think, was once was absolutely enough for that film. Yeah, one time in your. Yeah, you're right. One time's enough for The Irishman, yeah. but it's still a good yeah. one time, right? It's, it's a good one time, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I would watch. I would drop everything and watch Goodfellas this afternoon if I. If, yeah, if I had the opportunity, I would watch Casino slightly less, but still, I'd watch that again. <laughs> but you know, right. Scorsese movie. You know, another one I'd watch anytime is uh, The Departed. Is amazing and never old. It's so good. Oh my gosh, yeah. The Departed. Oh. That's before um, uh, Alec Baldwin shot somebody. He was still good. Then. Right. <laughs> 
Uh, too soon. All right, moving on. Let's see. Oh, I uh, did want to share this bit of trivia here. Uh, the only film in the Rambo series to be nominated for an Oscar. Problem is, I couldn't find for what. Does anyone know what this was nominated for? Because I couldn't. Oh, find I got it. you. Yeah. Hold on. Best chain gun in a film. <laughs> pretty good one. They talk about he's how he's good with light weapons. Best use of of uh, pig shit. Yeah, pig, right. best use of pig shit. If that was what was, was that? It was nominated. Oh, God. Yeah. It was nominated for uh, sound effects and. Uh-huh. Ooh, really? Um, that uh, that. Let's see. I just want to know who. So who beat, many sound who beat effects. It. I don't know about There's that. There's like that, almost like an hour worth of sound. There were there were only three nominees that year. It was beaten by Back to the Future. Oh, well, none of them makes sense. Probably deservedly so. I don't think the sound work in this movie is that great. It's okay. The other nominee, uh, also film sacked movie, uh, Lady Hawk. Oh my lord! Lady Hawk. Yeah, Lady Hawk. What was good about the sound in Lady Hawk? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> you got to have some nominees in order to give out an award. <laughs> That was it. Hawk. It was the hawk, the lady hawk, yeah, the hawk. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't remember lady hawks. I I we know we even films acted. I don't remember shit about it. I think my only Dude, memory second. of lady hawk is that it's got um, Matthew Broderick nice. and uh, Dabney Coleman. I think right. Not even close. I don't uh, know what am I thinking? Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. There's, there's so much, uh, even though I've seen Willow a lot and re- even recently, there's so much that I think Lady Hawk. Yeah, uh, that I think of Lady Hawk say, "Oh no, that was Willow." Yeah, yeah, they must have come out like right around the same time as each other or something. Yeah, plus it just—I don't know. I oh, um, Rugger Hauer in Lady Hawk. Yep. Yes, he was in yep. Lady Hawk. Yeah, okay. Wasn't Val Kilmer's uh, wife short-term wife? Oh, the one short-term that left him. Wife, like a, I want to watch that movie. No, short-term uh, wife Kilmer's, coming to Hallmark. Kilmer's coming wife. to TLC. My short-term <laughs> wife, Val Kilmer's wife, Joanne Wally, was in Willow. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, she was in Willow for sure, but I don't know if she yeah. was in the other one. She's or not. not in Lady I thought Hawk. There was an over- she's not okay. I thought there was an overlap. Who's the woman in Lady Hawk? Who's Michelle the lady? Pfeiffer. Oh, that's Pfeiffer in that. Okay. So you were thinking Hawk, which is an animal, which also a cat is an animal. So cat woman. That's how you made the connection. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it went for you. It's moved it. Yeah. Yeah. Moved uh, it for sure. I, I also had a realization in this film that I think this is the movie after watching that last quarter, especially. I think this might be the movie that got me interested in stealth gameplay in video games. Okay. Because I love the idea uh, in a game, um, even specifically like in recent years, um, that Wildlands, um, Ghost Recon Wildlands, was a game set in the jungle. I love playing it solo. You could do co-op, but I liked it solo. And basically, you just drop you in this jungle, and you got to figure out a way to take out the 15 dudes guarding the drugs you're trying to recover or whatever. Yeah. And just one by one, pop, pop, stab, backstab, drag him into the bushes, throw him away, like all that stuff. I'm watching this. I'm like, I think this might be where my brain goes when I play those. That montage was beautiful. Yeah, it's the whole. It's it's the thing I love most about uh, Batman: uh, Arkham City. All those, all those. Oh, the Arkham games. Basically. Yeah, you've just got to basically isolate each bad guy in a room, drop down, pick him up. Break his neck, then then move over to another guy. Drop down, stab oh, yeah, him, pull him out of the way. Yeah, yeah, Splinter Cell's that way. I love. I'm yeah. currently playing the new Hitman update, which is it's basically all that Hitman all day. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. yeah, that stuff's great. I think I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't like those games without Rambo in my memory, yeah. but I think a lot of it may have, or maybe the fun of it came from this. Because, you know, seeing that and just going, oh, sneaking around, killing people like that. Look at his arrow, and he uses that for this, and then the other thing for that, and then he blows up some shit, and he's all by himself? 
This can't right. be. It's like a great power fantasy. It's really good. Uh, what else? I think that's really all there is. Uh, is there anything else you guys have to say about this movie? Uh, uh, what What struck you? I want to know each of you. What struck you as too much? What What thing like in the movie were you like? Okay, that's a bridge too far. I just can't. Uh, my brain can't accept this. For I mean, this movie is what it is, right? It's like it's hard to say. Oh yeah, this is the thing that kind of took me out of the movie. You you go into this movie with a certain level of cheese, and you kind of expect things in that in that range. So it's hard to say. Oh well, this one thing was just too far. The you know the thing that probably I mentioned before the 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 guy getting shot by the explosive tip arrow and then just <laughs> blowing up. <laughs> and dis- completely disappearing yeah. is probably it for me, but still, that's a fair that, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, the bad, I've already mentioned mine. The bad broken, know. the bad broken English was just too far. Oh, like, sure. uh, come on, just back it up. Yeah, here. that threw me a little bit. I also think the the idea that you would put this this guy, what he did in the first movie, was absolutely going to keep you in prison or on death row for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. There's no way you kill as many cops as he did, and they go, "Eh, ten years." Yeah, it's good. we'll give you ten. <laughs> and getting a full pardon. Movie, yeah. My memory yeah. of the first movie was that really all he does that whole movie is escape, and the cops kind of kill themselves, like they they fall to their deaths or what have you. Right. Like Until not, then, there's a couple of times. I think I think you're right. I think that's how it starts, and you and you keep thinking, "Oh, he can still get out of this." And then I think there's a tipping point where it's just like, "Okay, now he's just killing people." <laughs> I yeah, don't, if I, I remember, I don't remember it that way. But I'm, right. I'm curious. Ibit, uh, did you? You know, you said right. You're blowing up things. So Scott, yeah. what was like? Was there something in the movie where you're just like, that's eh, too much? Um, probably the the government program to do what they were doing. Um, seemed just that that seemed ridiculous to me that you would have this high profile pull a guy out of prison because you need him for this and he's the only one that can do it and then. The whole time your plan was to like hopefully not find anyone alive, and if you did, just shut it down and not pick him up. And I don't know. That all seemed. I, I realize big, powerful governments can do some dark shit, but that didn't seem. It was, it was a lot to me. For me, yeah. without a doubt, the part of the movie where I had to close my eyes because I was so frustrated by the the lack of reality was a uh, Rambo flying helicopter around, and really as a single individual, somehow. Yeah, uh, attacking and taking out uh, a camp full of Russian uh, military. Like, but but he went ah <laughs> every time he shot. Yeah. yeah, there's all these shots of a gun on the side of the helicopter firing yeah, itself. It. Yeah, that was curious. I was I would figure that out. I was like, is that? I was like, oh, is that mounted like that? And I was like, I was trying to figure that out too. Yeah, they made it. They made it seem like a single individual could operate all those weapon systems while flying around. And, and like, and like, also, by the way, he's been keeping up to date with his helicopter pilot practice. I don't mm-hmm. know. It just <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that whole thing was just so far beyond reality for me. It was a little much, yeah. But it was fun, and I don't remember it. That's the other weird thing. My only memory of the final battle was all the stealth takedowns, and then the one explosive arrow on the guy for revenge. And then him running away from the napalm drop or whatever that bomb was. That's it. I don't remember this thing with the helicopter sequence at all. Uh-huh. And I don't know why. Yeah. And then and then pretending that you're disabled and dead to lure the Russian that was helicopter. Great. Oh, yeah. There's no way you could see somebody that far away. You just blow through, it up. Through the broken glass of the helicopter and the, yeah. the muck and the... Uh, there was a lot of that stuff like the... You know, when they're yelling back and forth like, oh, he's stuck on the rope because of the turbulence or whatever... The door is open. You're on a 
a plane like flying, you know, right above the ground with the door open, you're not going to be able to yell and hear the, the, no. the helicopter pilot back and forth like, oh, he's stuck. This the turbulence will kill him. Not only would they not be able to hear that, but also I thought that was just a waste of time. They didn't need that yeah. bit. There didn't show anything yeah. cool about it. just went, oops, drop my bags. I don't have them now. I mean, or, I or just even phone. that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All he lost was the camera. Right. Because he he still was running around the airport with the belt with the two blades well, stuck in the sides. Everything the, that he had he had packaged up to wear on his body. But like the bunch of other stuff he he lost. But yeah. Yeah. I don't so, think I just felt like, well, why? What was that about? Like, was it yeah, just there, to show him losing there, his gear? I, I guess there was a deleted sequence of showing him because now he drops he drops down miles farther uh than he went intended to be right yeah. right so and he needed to meet up with the woman but he just and, happens and to run book. into co along no, no, the no. way so like there's a deleted se- sequence apparently of him right. hoofing it through the jungle mm. like oh, he he's just it. like he's showing you miles and miles of how amazing this guy is at making right. it to his target even though he is now he's starting far far away from where he intended. what did he actually do to that snake he just, yeah, he just looked, oh, he, he just grabbed it and looked at it. He gave it a nap. It. He yeah, gave it a and nap. Then just, just, then just released it once. He guess he determined, oh, this would get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> this one doesn't have the the venom I'm worried about. I'll just walk away now. Right, right. Yeah, just that like was the chicken. Yeah, the chicken, dude. The poor, chi- <laughs> the poor no chicken. Ha- no animals are harmed in the film except for that chicken. Yeah, except for that, that chicken. Was, but that yeah. slow zoom on the chicken was killing me. Oh my gosh! Like, wait, I'm so glad you included that. I'm getting an, I'm getting an idea. Wait, yeah, Yeah, hold on a second. I think I remember. I remember the the first time my grandmother had me uh, participate in, you know, the killing, chicken killing, and preparation of a live chicken. Yeah, Uh, I remember thinking, oh, that's a lot of blood. But nothing like this movie would have you believe. Right. This movie would have you yeah. believe that a chicken has a gallon of blood inside. <laughs> yeah, more blood per chicken than is realistic. Yeah. I've killed a chicken. I did the same thing on a on a farm. They tried to show me what it took to get oh, a chicken really? from the yeah. from the live pen to the table, basically. Yeah. 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 And uh, I did not enjoy that experience whatsoever. Nope. No. I've told people many a times if uh, the end of the world comes, the only thing on my plate will be vegetables and maybe some fish. <laughs> I might we be able to, to yeah, maybe fish, fish maybe. Yeah. yeah, I think I, we'll be a lot healthier when the end. Yeah, I might come. cook I feel the like, skin off of it and deal with it. I feel like if you can clean a fish, you can you can deal with a chicken. I I just mm, there's a big difference for me. Yeah, it's interesting. They're very different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, fish I, doesn't scream. No, <laughs> when you, when like you look chicken. at a fish, you're like, you're like okay. You're right. It doesn't scream. Fish look. You look at the fish like, oh, okay. Yeah, and a fish doesn't run around after its head's cut off and and keep living for a minute. Like it doesn't do any of that. Why did you do to me? (laughs) You don't have to hang a fish upside down to drain all the blood out of its body before you can start plucking. Right. Right. Yeah. You you want to get weird? You do a pig or a cow or something. What a nightmare. I can't do it. You don't have to even descale a fish. You can just literally cook it. I mean, and just you, you don't sure. have to do anything except just throw it on the Barbie after it dies. That's true. On the, on the Barbie. For yeah, the you five hundredth time, Scott. I wish we did titles for this show because this this episode would be called "Fish Doesn't Scream." Fish doesn't <laughs> scream. <laughs> I know it just would be hard for people to tell what movie we're covering, but yeah, it's yep. not bad. Um, all right, well, let's move on to some uh, some clips here. I got some clips, and they're ready to go. Uh, for example, this one. Oh wait a minute. Oh, we didn't. You know what we didn't do? Hold on. What's that? Before we go on. Uh, oh, what gross got out the most? Gross. Yeah, what grossed me out? Uh, you'll be surprised. It's not the poo because that's just an idea. Gross in this film. Wait. The the pig the pig poo is is obviously not really pig poo. So 
as gross as it looks, I'm not like, I don't know what they used, but I know it wasn't pig shit. So I'm not that worried about that. I'm trying to think if anybody stuck their fingers in their mouth or puking or anything (laughs) like that. I can't think of any of it. Maybe it was that, maybe that sandwich they was eating. Oh, oh man oh mm. that's pretty good can that I, should be on can the list. i can i just tell you mine because yeah, I, sure. I always wonder if scott's anywhere near me all right freaking murdoch sweating oh there was sweats. like oh everybody mm-hmm. in this film yeah oh you're murdoch at the you're in the department you're in the department dude you're right close murdoch in particular the first time we meet him he's like covered in sweat and then they get up close to him someone gets close to him and i'm just like that guy stinks. You can just smell him <laughs> through the screen. Well, you basically nailed it. My gross moment was being trapped in that base with all those sweaty old men. That was it. Oh, yeah. 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 They're all fully sleeved up, just pitting out, <laughs> sweating every... I, all like, you could smell that place. Get the F out oh, of there. Totally. And Charles you know, Napier... Cove, yeah. Cove smells the worst of all of them. Oh, Charles yeah. Napier, though, he looks, like, he looks like the kind of guy who would tell you that he never uses deodorant because it's a scam. Yeah. Like he just, there's something about him, you know? Well, you should, right? That's the joke. Yeah. 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 I could see that. He's, um, he's, for all I know, he's a real nice guy. I don't know. I don't know that guy. Yeah. I think I, I didn't, I think I met him at Dragon Con once, like half a second. Yeah. It's supposed to be nice, but boy, that dude was never going to play a hero of any kind. His job in Hollywood. He looks like a bad guy. Yeah. His job in Hollywood, 100% of the time is to be a bad guy. That's it. Yeah. I don't think once anyone approached him and said, you want to be the protagonist of our cool movie? No. You're going to be the antagonist, or at the very least, a side character who's a dick. That's your job. <laughs> don't be trying to be Tom I think Cruise. Could, I think you could play a dick that takes a turn at the end. I think he could do that. Yeah, you could. Yeah, dick turn. He could do a yeah, dick turn. turn. <laughs> totally. I think so. I think you're right. All right, here's the actual clips now. Uh, let's start with uh, this one. Uh, he's talking to Johnny and asking how, how he's doing. How are you, Johnny? Good. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Now he really said that's all to the other guards that were there watching, but it sounded like, (laughs) just want to say, just want to say you're doing. That's all. (laughs) And I love how he says, uh, let's see in the middle here. Let me play this again. How are you, Johnny? He says, good, 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 good. Um, all right. Do we get to win this time? Do we get to win this time? Sorta. Oh, you sorta do. Maybe in three you do. You know, maybe in three (laughs) you get to win. Probably not, but anyway, don't hold your breath. Uh, Karate Kid guy. Here he here's here he is. Martin Coe doing his thing. You're the chosen one, huh? You made a hell of a rep for yourself, enough. Anyway, I'm glad to be working with you. I love that he would just refuse to say anything to Martin Cove. It's like, nope, yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah. talking to you, dude. I How about we hate. strike first with no mercy? <laughs> <laughs> Sweet the leg. Sweet the leg. You know. <laughs> Sweet the leg. Sweet the leg. No, I'm talking about. That's great. Um, I like this guy. Party time. Party time. I like that guy. Excellent. Yeah, I don't know who that was. It does sound like party time. Excellent. <laughs> party time. <laughs> Uh, what's this? Want to eat something? Anyway. Want to eat? Maybe later. Oh, want to eat? Want to eat? Know what I, know what I mean, huh? Yeah. Want oh. to eat? You want to eat? You got to pair that up with, are you hungry? Are you hungry? <laughs> oh, I should have done that. Damn it. Brian's got all the good ideas today. Oh, it's all right. Oh, uh, go, oh all right. This is a take I would have redone because he said ass planned. So listen to this. You said we'd go through ass planned. 
He said ass plan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You go in. You go in first with Good your ass, ass plan. He yes. said. Ass he, plan. I know he meant to say as, but he. You said we'd go through as planned. He said ass planned. Ass, ass planned. Yeah, I don't like yeah. it. Uh, epic Rambo slap. All right, that's a good uh, one. Oh no, man, he got yeah. smacked so many times in this yeah. film. Got banged up. I I want somebody to slap me to where I can just like just put my head back and just look them dead in the eye. Like just right. come up, slap me, and I'm just gonna look look them right back. I'm not gonna go ow or what'd you do that right. for? I'm just gonna like stare him down. Like let's do it in Vegas. Let's try it. All right, okay, we'll have a little slap fight. A little slap Vegas. fight, we'll like that Russian fight. slap contest thing people are all into now. We'll oh do my that. God. Oh no, please don't. Dude, what is oh. that? And let me ask you something. I know the UFC just bought some version of that, and they're going to start showing it more and all that. Just standing there and taking a hard slap and see if you can do it the hardest <laughs> is just tantamount to let's get straight to the concussion and forget about all the skill. God, yeah. 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 I don't get yeah. it, dude. Really don't. Yeah. It's about some of those yeah. people get all swole up and stuff. Now, I watched some yeah. little people do it, and that was great. <laughs> Because I know. some weird TikToks, man. Because oh they God. were, you're not you're, wrong. Are you talking about people who are not large, or are you talking <laughs> that, about? No, I'm talking about little people. people. That was on TikTok. No, that's where I first saw it. Yeah, and then I then I branched out and found some YouTube little videos. Little person slap fight. Little person oh, slap fight, and these people are barely touching each other, and it's that one I can deal with. Like it's not that because that, that's hilarious. That's comedy because they don't right? have strength. They don't have the arm strength, so it's just like a little bit of a tap. And I just don't want people to get hurt. Is what I'm saying. You said right. this show was coming. I'm sorry, it's done. Came. It's on TBS. There's already three episodes out. It's yeah. called Power Slap. Yeah, it's um, UFC don't, joint. Don't yeah, watch it. Don't watch it. It's bad. Don't don't watch that. It's Just really messed don't. up. Uh, all right, here's your Expendables reference. Mambo, you're not expendable. I will be if you yeah, make a whole right. series of movies. <laughs> I'm going to Mambo. make Mambo, three of them. I'd like to bring you back for that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah. know, the whole uh, movie, up to the point that she kisses him, the whole movie, I'm thinking, what's really interesting about this character to me is that he doesn't feel things exactly. Like, he, he yeah. clearly has feelings, but I guess he doesn't accept pleasure mm. is what I'm thinking. Like, mm. he he's just not a pleasure seeker in any way, shape, or form. No and uh he's a like, war machine right mm-hmm. and so when she goes to kiss him like i mean me, my brain explodes with oh no she's dead mm-hmm. yeah, right because yeah. like he can't he can't have that like he no. at the very very end of the movie his final words give let you know that he does have big feelings but yeah. i'm saying like in terms of like a a mate <laughs> he's that's not in rambo's yeah okay right i think he's in love with the pow the skinny one with the bad teeth that's what i think was going on. <laughs> the only the only one he carried around for a while before and he finally no. went back and got the others yeah, yeah that guy he's God, got was, he's got one year disease he's got years disease where he goes what year is it anyway and he says 1985 yeah. and he just spends like oh, five minutes i really <laughs> wanted them to kill him right as he got to the helicopter so i could go come on no yeah, you can't yeah. kill him you, you have to hammer the trope alert, but ne- the very next time you say, "What year is it?" That was the most. Yeah. That was such so yeah. tropey, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Super tropey. What year is it? I love that. I didn't though. like that. I love it. I don't. I have no complaints be- in this case because the guy just looks so forlorn. Like I thought it was 1972. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that because he was like he just got through saying, "Oh yeah, they take us to that one place once a year," and I'm like, "Then you know what time is." 
Yeah, you know, like, you know what yeah, it is. Tracking time. If it's once a year, you could count the number of times they've taken you. Yeah, you could have oh, your how long it's been. Yeah, sure. yeah, because now, now we revolt. Now we riot. All right, here's one where we just get his name. Rambo. All right, so there's that. There's that. <laughs> Rambo. Uh, Russian guy. Here's him. I do not know who you are yet, but I will. Did. Had a little bit of a. Christoph Waltz. Thanks. Kind of vibe. Thank you, yeah. Stephen Burkoff, <laughs> yeah. for that accent. Wow. Yeah. And for the one, so basically great. the very little talking he did. He did some more talking during the the, the uh, torture scene stuff, but yeah. not a huge role. Still good, though. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, not effective. our first Stephen Burkoff appearance on Film Sack. He was in oh, Outland. Oh. 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 Really? Okay. Uh, do I remember Outland? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, don't it's know. high noon in space is Outland. Oh, Outland. Right. Uh, just, no, oh. Sean Connery, right? Is that the yes. one? Yeah, right. Yep. With all the lights oh. inside the helmet. There's two right. of them on a space station. There, when he's outside, he's climbing the thing. And mm-hmm. he's, yep, yep. And he's got all the. They got fantastic inside helmet lights in that movie. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's Nailed good it. stuff. All right, coming to get you, Sly. I'm coming to get you. Oh no, he's going to get him. Sorry. <laughs> I love when he's mad at Murdoch. Yeah, he, yeah. He, grab, he grabs that microphone, squeezes the microphone stand yep. like. Any chance then, to flex? Know, then he unleashes on those two guys. Like, all right, well done. Yeah, yep. he was pissed. He was going yeah, home. You, Rambo can use anything as a weapon, including yeah. a microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> microphone cool. stand weighs about a hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. Or a Dodge Ram or, or a bow. Um, here's a Brian. Oh, I got some Brian Ibbett audio. This is from, Ooh, let's video. see. Uh, Insertion in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not that, unfortunately. Uh, this Aww. is a, a prom date clip your mom sent me. This is, let's see. Oh, this is your date after seeing what color of cummerbund you chose for your prom night. Okay. And uh, this is what you said. You make good choice. Oh, she said that. I think you make oh. good choice. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, yeah. You, you make so, a good choice. It was uh, it was raspberry. It was a raspberry yeah. cummerbund. Nice, yeah. nice. Uh, if you watch a video that is nothing but ash covered weird old people in black and white, then you're just a tool. You're just a tool. Very, mm. very nice. And then finally, this. What is this outro music? I need I need oh, answers. God. Here you go. My friend, this is Stallone's brother. Yeah, listen to this. We gave it all. Oh my lord. Flame in the fire burns forevermore. Sorrowing believing. It's horrible. That's Frank. Is that Frank Stallone? Frank. Yep, yeah, that's, that's Frank Stallone. Stallone. That's, uh, that's his brother. I feel like yeah. this is the best example I've ever heard of the kind of music that they make fun of later in like the 90s and 2000s. Oh, yeah. yeah. When when you, and you know, now. like when <laughs> someone like Seth MacFarlane is making fun of a song from the 80s. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's bad. Oh, that's just terrible. Horrendous. Yeah. And I don't even, I'm not even like putting this at the feet of nepotism. I think they probably all thought this sounded fine at the yeah. time. Yep. But yeah, now, was like he a, was he a vet or something? No, I wasn't sure. I was who I, Frank? I to go back and look. Yeah, I don't like, know. Did did he like serve? Was this kind of like a? I don't know. Give, give my uh, you know, let's honor some of these guys. Frank Stallone. Let's just look him up. Uh, he is uh, okay. Oh, he is older. Oh, oh, okay, he's older than his brother. <laughs> okay. He's seventy two years old now, so that would put him in the age range. Maybe let's see. Early life career. Nope, nothing in the. No, no military Nothing listed. Okay, but here's the songs he's known for: "Case of You," 
from the album Heart of Heart, Heart and Souls, whatever that is. That's Far not, that's not like sure. a twelve pack does a case, right? Is it twenty four? With a case of you, there you go. That's not it. Let's see. Far, far from over from the Staying Alive soundtrack. Terrible. Oh, yeah. Really. It's oh god yeah he did, whole, he did a lot of stuff for didn't he write or direct stand alive he was somehow involved a lot with that oh mate if he directed it he must want to have that burn from everyone's mind yeah because it's so I think bad so. what a terrible movie also moody girl and i'm never going to give you up on that same album and then let's see uh darlin from 81 <laughs> and then if we ever get back frank uh that's the one that's in this that's right listen to yeah yeah and that's kind yeah. of it he hadn't done much else. Huh. Last album was uh, studio album was Heart and Souls in 2007. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you did your thing. Yep. You did your thing. Good job. Yep. You're right. out of here, bud. Yeah. You're out. Uh, nope. Sylvester Stallone directed uh, uh, Staying Alive. He did? He did. Yeah. Ooh, you lose points. Some, he, yeah. lose, he loses points for that. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't lose points because I didn't watch it. But he, no. uh, Frank Stallone does appear in the film as Carl. Okay. There's some connection with uh, Frank hey, Carl. And, uh, Carl, get back in the disco, Carl. Oh, it's Carl. such a bad movie, dude. 83. That's one. Put it on the list, Randy. Put it on the list. We have to watch uh, Staying Alive. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> You're doing it. You're I doing don't know. It. We got to do it. We have to do it. Yeah. I can't think of a worse film, but if we'll, if we do it, I'll Johnny do it. Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, I'd li- <laughs> I would take. You watch, right? <laughs> Are you still I, bitter about that? I would, I would take nine Johnny Demonics over one staying alive. Oh, it's so bad. Come on, it's got Cynthia Rhodes from Dirty Dancing. and uh, Yeah, didn't help at all somehow. It's weird. Nope. It's so bad. All right, uh, moving on to, oh, that's all your clips. So now we got to do oh, this here deal. It's the film sack checklist, the coolest knife in movie history. Check. Yes, the Rambo knife, as we called it. When we were growing up, I need to think about this. Everybody wanted that knife growing up. We all wanted it. I had one, too. I got it at this place called the Keyholds, basically like a Spencer's. It's gone now. But you could buy full, big old bladed knives there. And one of them was this Rambo knife. And it was so You'd pop it open. Inside of it would be some waterproof or water-resistant matches. And compass on top. Oh, yeah. You open the handle. Yeah, Yeah. I do. Like, it's like a survival knife. Yes. I do like, you know, it's it's a serrated edge that just looks like a cut-through two-by-fours. Like, no buddy's business. But, yeah. Well. Okay, so. I don't. I don't want to say that it's not the most iconic knife in movie history. I would like it to be tied for first with, with, with crocodile Dundee's. Yeah. Knife. With crocodile Dundee's okay. Bowie uh, knife, because that Bowie knife, that's crazy. Well, that's, that's not a that's knife. A, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Ah, and we're not going to, we can't, there's no way that Dundee knife is in here. We can't have that in the list. It's a stupid knife. It's fine. I mean, it's, it's, just a, it's just a Bowie knife. That's all. It's, it's just a Bowie stupid. knife. It's stupid. It's fine. It's a stereotypic, <laughs> hey, I got this in Australia knife. You know? Yeah. I kill yeah. big spiders. Look at me. I'm on the Barbie or whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the Barbie. I, the Barbie. <laughs> I don't think you know how Barbie works. No, I don't either. <laughs> I when, I was a, when I was That's a Boy Jen Scout. Says, actually. Yeah. yeah. Right. He definitely when I was a Boy doesn't. Scout, I did have a uh, <laughs> multi-workout knife. Story. With yeah. the thing with you, where you screw off at the end, yeah. screw right. off the the compass is in the butt of the knife, and you screw yeah. it off, and it's hollow up to grip. Yeah. Oh yeah. And man, I could knife. pack a lot of stuff in that thing. Like not yeah. not just some matches and a little bit of uh, like wire, but like oh, Oreos. you could get 
Yeah, you could get all kinds of yeah, yeah. You get food in there. You get anything in yeah. there. Yeah. Well little trail mix. It's very nice. Oh, uh, I didn't even finish these other two. Uh takes too long to get to the Rambo parts, check. And then finally the karate kid dude can't be a good guy in anything ever. Check. Can't do it. Yeah, uh Star guy. Trek connections bound to be some. Did Krenna ever yeah. make his way into Star Trek, I would wonder? No, no, but I'll give you three. All right. So uh Steven Burkoff is uh is in here right he's the lieutenant colonel podovsky right Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) podovsky um i don't know why that's his name pod off podovsky i don't know something about it yeah Yeah. anyway he was in an episode of deep space nine uh charles napier our murdoch uh bad guy here he was in uh two different episodes of star trek things he was in an original series episode and then he was also in an episode of deep space nine was he sweaty Uh, in either one of those roles i yeah always sweat oh he'll never be be dry again yeah never be not sweating any chance he wasn't Mm -hmm. i feel like our um our big hit here is julia nixon so uh co in this movie uh she was in an episode of the next generation as ensign leanne sue (laughs) but um where i remembered her like as soon as i saw her i remembered her she's in an episode of deep space nine Mm -hmm. it's in season two it's called paradise and uh cisco and the irishman <laughs> my my brain just t- totally dumped there. Uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, Miles and, O'Brien, there you go. Oh, my right, but my my uh, my family is named O'Brien. Mm. Um, Cisco and O'Brien get trapped on a planet that's anti-technology, mm. and the people there are all anti-technology. And it's like now, and now you're one of us, and they they don't want to be there. And uh, mm. there's a there's a main woman. I don't remember her name, but there's this other woman named Cassandra. Uh, in this like colony and that's played by uh julia nixon and she's really good all right i remember very little of that one but i kind of small memory of it there's something about that you your description that kind of it's called paradise it's a very good episode of paradise or pair of dice pair of dice okay (laughs) two tickets for that (laughs) two tickets yeah and also the girls are better there or something paradise city wait (laughs) Uh, oh, all right. I guess there's too many references at once. Uh, let's move on now to the uh, to the, the soundtrack grade. I give it an NJGBW for not Jerry Goldsmith's best work. That's all. That's all. I'll say about that. It's not terrible. It's just not his best work. That's fair. I, I feel yeah. like if you take the opening and closing music from Predator and put it over the opening and closing crap in this movie, mm. this movie is spectacular for music. Mm. It's just the beginning and end are terrible. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a fair point. Uh, let's move on to the Twitter post or the social media post, whatever you want to call it. This is where you guys in 280 characters or less, soon to be 4,000, will answer uh, your <laughs> thoughts as to what you think this movie's like. Let's start with Randy. Rambo colon first blood part II. A convicted felon, a man named Dick, a man named Doc, a man who runs a karate dojo in Simi Valley, several Asian men all pretending to be Vietnamese, a couple of Mexican men pretending to be Vietnamese, some Englishmen (laughs) pretending to be Russians, and exactly one and only one woman in the universe. Mm. Just like a Saturday Night at Episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, what about the motorcycle woman? Mm -hmm. Who? Wait, what? Motorcycle lady. I don't remember that. What, wait. So uh, a horror shows up on a scooter. Oh, Ryan Dunaway is trying to add to my joke. <laughs> <laughs> when I specifically thought I'm not going to put the phrase horror on a motor scooter. 
motor motorbike mm-hmm. motor hooker yeah motor motorboat what she call her a, cy- a cyclo a cyclo whore what she call her cyclo whore forget she, she had some kind of phrase for it <laughs> cyclo my friend whore. my friend please punch up your own jokes <laughs> i like the add-on no, yeah, stop making your so punch audible no oh, yeah um, see there you go all right let's go with dunaway your turn let's see what you do rambo first blood part two TriStar Pictures presents Rocky with a gun. Hashtag helicopter chain gun go brr. Rambo go ah. <laughs> I like the brr. Brr is fun for, for a fast shooting gun, you know? Do, do you think, uh, Dunaway, do you think Don't they punch write, up. Oh, do you please. think they write out the whole, uh, <laughs> the whole mo- moaning, growling? Mm. Do you think they write it I out don't in know. the script? I, I think uh, it is probably put Rocky, Rocky yells. Yeah. Something like that. Right. Yeah. Except it's Rambo. Of course. You think he intent- under the clever. air yells. Uh, you think he intentionally mm-hmm. makes his mouth do what it does when that he yells? Curl that yeah. like Elvis kind of. I, I think he has no choice, right? It's, Is it just part of him? Okay, it might doesn't, be. Doesn't he have like partial, like not paralysis, but he's per- got facial, like facial paralysis. Yeah, he's got some kind of. Uh, I can't remember. I've, I've read about it before. Rambo's yeah. palsy. Yeah, Rambo palsy. I, just, the, I love the idea of Stallone wearing glasses over a table. And he's writing a script <laughs> and he writes out Rambo. Well, that's, well, that's good. That's good. He writes, stuff yeah. Right he writes out, ah, and then right. he looks ah. at it and he's like, no, it needs to be more like, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he ooh. erases and writes it better. Yeah. I like your, your concept of the, of, of how it works is better than mine. Yeah. I want to see him wavy do Wavy red underline underneath it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, let's finish this out with Brian Ibbett. Rambo first blood part two, what you call hell, he calls home. And what you call Hardee's, he calls Carl's Jr. <laughs> and what you call best foods, he calls Hellman's. <laughs> He's always Very contrarian. Nice. That was awesome. Uh, all right. Well, with that done, it's time to do the alternate titles. And uh, none of them are as good as Brian's, which was, no, I forgot it. What was it? Yeah. Uh, oh, it was uh, uh, reading, reading Rambo. Reading Rambo. <laughs> reading Rambo. <laughs> so much better than either of these. But here's one. It was almost called <laughs> Rambo Ram. Sorry. Rambo Ram blows more than I Ram mem- member. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, actually. I don't remember. Ram- nice. Rambo yeah. Ram blows more than I Ram member. Anyway. Uh, and then Apocalypse <laughs> Not. Remember. All right. That's the other one. Apocalypse, Apocalypse Not. Enjoy not. that. Yeah. All right. So uh, not, not Ram Boat. No, not, not Ram Boat. I could have. Rams the boat. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just the oh, mood I was in. Too. These yeah. good ideas just weren't coming to me. But here's an idea. Let's read an email uh, from a listener. Filmsack at gmail.com is where this was sent. This is from Craig in Rock Hill, South Carolina. How far is oh, that from you? Where is yeah, that? Not far at all. A couple hours. Yeah. You want to go hang out yeah. with this guy and, you know. Sure. T- let's go. Let's go t- hang out. Touch wieners. We'll talk about movies. Oh, okay. That's better. <laughs> Hello, SBBNR. I am a little behind, so I apologize if you've talked about this or have been emailed about it from others. I just listened to your Daredevil episode and wanted to point out something that you did not know. Uh, you talked about the Daredevil comic origin of pushing a man out of the way of a truck and nuclear waste uh, from that truck hitting Matt, causing his blindness and heightened uh, senses. Well, did you know there is more to that story? The waste then went into the sewer sewer where the rat and four turtles got hit with it. (laughs) They became Splinter and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't know if it was ever officially stated that they are connected, but uh, you can find that that, that same comic origin in TMNT and uh, that it, sorry, and that was it. Uh, they didn't specifically name Matt Murdock as it was a different company, but it was too similar to not at least be an homage no. to the show, Craig. Might so I, I don't know if it was true. ever confirmed, yeah. was it? 
I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, mean, I like that's, it. Regardless. That first that first issue of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's the that is they the didn't, thing, right? Yeah. They didn't think they were going anywhere with that comic. You know that, right? Yeah. This this will be a nice fun. They show. probably thought sl- short run. Yeah. Right. But they didn't know it was going to become a giant hit, or right. at least the way it is today. But I love this idea. It's fantastic, yeah. even if it's fake. I love it. I know. Yep. Um. Another quick one. This is, uh, let's see, this is from, oh, these are texts, actually. So let's move on to that. 801-471-0462 is the text line that you can use to get your texts in. You can also leave us voicemails there. I love getting those. Regarding film sack of Moonfall, the premise is kind of a ripoff of Moon Trap back in the late 80s, starting, starring Walter Koenig and Bruce Campbell. Astronauts really? find an AI booby trap on the moon. So every time civilization gets advanced enough to reach the moon, they find a robot egg that wipes out civilization and humanity has to start over. That sounds like a total ripoff. I've never yeah, heard of this. 1988 moon trap? Yeah. Uh-huh. 80, I know nothing about 80s. This no, is late 80s. Oh, was it 88? Okay. 88, 89, something like that. Walter Koenig, really? Rip off if, if you have uh, never Campbell? heard of the original? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of am interested. I am totally sure. interested in this. This is my jam right here. Come yeah. on. Walter Koenig didn't. I didn't know he did anything in the late '80s other than Star Trek stuff. And and by the way, uh, if I've never seen something and you give oh. me the big twist ending, Ooh-hoo. oh, you just ruin the movie. For oh me. yeah, you know us uh, with our worries about spoilers for the films we watch. I'm not worried about yeah. right. Yeah, uh, one final one this for me. Here's one final one. This is a final text. Uh, it says Scott guarantee the reason you thought De Palma was behind eight millimeter was because Snake Eyes was released very close to it. I do that a lot myself. Uh, I think this person is, they didn't leave their name, but I think they're right. I, I uh, confuse those right. two all the time. Eyes. Yeah. In fact, eight millimeters, eight millimeter and snake eyes, both. Do they both have Nick Cage in them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's why I do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I, I mix them up, but I do. I, and I guess and it's, they were probably right around the same time. Like, like, right. You know, early, what? Late nineties, early 2000. No, early 2000s. Early 2000s. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. So Snake Eyes is 98, oh. 8 millimeters, 99. Oh, okay. There you Close. go. Yeah. All right. I, so, so I guess I take it back. We could see 8 millimeter and we'd be okay, I guess. It was Snake Eyes I didn't like, I think. Right. So 8 millimeters Schumacher, we definitely could see. Oh, it's the other one there. then. <laughs> I have it backwards. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, oh, that's the deal there. Oh, and you know why I might also confuse them is because the Palm, the De Palma movie we did watch with Travolta was basically snuff audio. Right. And this is snuff uh, film, right. and I sure. just think they're the same. I don't know what's wrong with me. It's my brain. We're not the same. It's my neural pathways. <laughs> uh, let's get to the Patreon mentions now. I don't know where you people are coming from, but we love you all. You just keep coming out of the woodwork and, and supporting us, uh, and I, oh I just love you all for it. we got these brand new people this week, like CJ, Tenacious Warden, Rachel Gregory, mm. Greg Skinner, TVZ Gone, love him. Uh, Ian B and James Hartman, man, you guys rock. Thank you so much for being brand new members of the Patreon uh, film sack community. You will know very quickly what it means to be that because you'll get cool, rad art in the month, film related art in the month from me. You'll get a, a special episode from one of the hosts each month. I think this month it's me. No, it's me. Oh, it's Randy. Oh, okay. Randy's? It's I can never remember Randy's. our damn order. I should write that I've down. Just, I've just completed um, a whole thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> thing. Excellent. Thing and I'm watch, put it- watch for that. Uh, Dunaway's last month was awesome as well. If you haven't heard it, yeah. go check it out. No commercials ever. Uh, it's a fantastic time to be a film sack patron. So go check it out. Patreon.com slash film sack. Our next movie will be. I don't know. Will it be? What will it be? 
Does anyone know? We're going to watch Iron Eagle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Iron oh. Eagle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't we're going even know. back home. Maybe we're going to watch Top Gun. Yeah. Top saying. Top Gun Eagle. Watch Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle. Top Eagle. Top Eagle. Uh, <laughs> that's next week. Line, yeah. This is this has been waiting to be sacked for over a decade. And oh, it's yeah. finally on HBO Max, which means we've we got some time for it to, you know, to see it. And so we're going to watch Iron Eagle. Yep. And and we're going to find out if that means after that we watch Iron Eagle 2 at some point soon because that's also on HBO Max. Oh, very nice. Um, yeah, we've been I, – I swear this one's been on our must-find yeah. when available list forever <laughs> since we started, really. Yeah. So uh, finally, Iron Eagle happening. Get your Lou Gossett Jr. pants on because it's coming for you. Yeah, get, your, get your queen uh, singing fried chicken. What? Uh, ready for this? What? what? Really? Yeah. yeah. What? Okay. I don't even know what I'm, to say. Now I'm even more in. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. That is even even a thing to be more in. We are that now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Iron Eagle next week. It's on HBO Max, where all the good old movies seem to be at the moment. Um, you can say what Until you want about they, their recent business movies. practices with animation and other bullshit. Uh, yeah, they seem to be getting the good movies. So, well, mm-hmm. the good bad movies, I guess I should say. Anyway, just to, yeah. Kind of movies. Yeah. Just to, uh, like just to wet your appetite for Iron Eagle. The director of Iron Eagle, his very next movie was Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, that. Wow. What does that do to expectations? I'm trying to think. Yeah, they Ru- stay the same. Shatters them against the rocks, basically. Yeah. Shatters those expectations. Anyway, that's next week. That's Iron Eagle. That'll do it for us. Our website is filmsack.com. Please go there on the frequent and use it for all it's worth. Filmsack at gmail.com is our email address. You can leave us those voicemails and uh, text at eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. And if you're down for uh, checking us out on Twitter, you can do that at FilmSack. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and then review us there. That helps us in magnificent ways as well. Hopefully positive reviews. That would be nice. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. This will be loved. And we'll see you next, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Caught me off guard. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Party time. Party time. Party time. It's party time.